would risk your life for money? Now, I'm going to be real. Your boy was feeling some fried chicken. So the other day, I went to the Popeyes, and they had this, like, big box and more, and it came with a biscuit. Bro, I almost choked and lost my life to a Popeye's biscuit. But welcome back, everybody, to the Random PM Podcast. And today's episode is so lit. It's insane. I had an incredible guest. He was actually really funny and chill. And I think his podcast is doing great things. And I think he is doing great things. Y'all should definitely go check out the website. Because if you don't, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to... Okay, but without further ado, let's just hop right into the episode. So who are you? And, you know, I am Young Deuces, your Milwaukee blurred content creator, this actor, voice actor now. So, yeah, I'm, that's who I am in a nutshell. <laughs> voice acting? What you voice acting for? So right now I'm currently doing voice work for Watch Mojo. I'm one of their narrat- narrators for their top 10 list. And then I, it just got announced last week. I'll be part of the cast for the Glorious Wrestling Alliance. It's a cartoon that's currently being pitched around no wait no wait wait you did the watch mojo you did like the the no way for real yeah man i started that probably what towards the end of september i started doing it i got about five videos out with them right now my current my most recent video is top 10 things that you don't say to a marvel fan oh hey i'm about to Ooh, i'm gonna link that down below that's cool man so i heard you have a podcast right yeah, man, the Geeks Ain't That Podcast. What's it about? So our podcast is called the Geeks That Podcast, the only podcast that blend hip-hop culture and geek culture together. And what we do is we generally, we just, we talk about blur culture, geek culture, anime, comic books, video games, and everything, but we bring that barbershop feel to it. One of the reasons why we wanted to jump into this space is because we consume a lot of this this the, these properties, anime, comic books, and we watch a lot of these other people who report on it whether it is a podcast or a YouTube channel. And though we do love those channels, the one thing that we felt was missing was our representation because the way that we talk about certain things wasn't the way that they were talking about it. So we wanted to bring that to the podcast space. Wow. Oh, that's a really unique idea. So you like anime yourself? Oh, yeah. Love it. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that. So let's be real. What's your top anime right now? Right now, my top anime is Attack on Titan. I've what? never seen it. What? Oh, man. Attack on Titan is, is one of those animes. So I'm, I put I put realism to a lot of animes. Like my GOAT anime, even though it doesn't have the best story, is Dragon Ball. And the reason why Dragon Ball Z, Super, like I say Dragon Ball because I mean all of it, is because it gives me that, that same feeling that I have when I go to like a, a Bucks game. Because, you know, I'm from Milwaukee, so I got to represent my Bucks. But like when I go like when you're when you're watching like you get amped up and you get really excited about it, right? That's how I feel about Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, and everything of that nature. However, when I'm talking about stories and 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 everything like the full total package, right now Attack on Titan is one of those because like it 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 brings out the emotion in me like that, like you know being hyped. But then I, I also there's moments that make me upset. There's moments that make me mad. There's moments that make me sad and. This year specifically, every Sunday, it was a debate on is the protagonist, is he doing the right thing or not? Like, I love it. But I mean, I, I also got to give a shout out to Demon Slayer and Mob Cycle 100. Because both of them are doing, all three of them, to me, right now, are killing it. Like, to me, that is the three that you're, that you're going up with. Well, there's four. The four that you're going up against. The four top animes right now is Jujutsu Kaisen, 
Mob Psycho, Attack on Titan, and Demon Slayer. But like I said, Chainsaw Man just came out yesterday, so I'm excited about Chainsaw Man as well. Right, so I was on Hulu, so I was actually finishing up a, a few things. I saw Chainsaw Man. Now, I don't know what that's about, really, but it looks really interesting. But I have to agree. Demon Slayer, I think it has one of the top animated fights in history. I love Demon Slayer. Oh, yeah. Never seen Attack on Titan. I heard I need to get into it. Or Dragon they Ball. Should. Or Dragon never got it. So what was your intro anime? Because usually Dragon Ball, like usually most people's first animes is either like Dragon Ball, Naruto, One Punch, I mean One Piece, Sailor Moon, maybe, maybe Cowboy Bebop. But like, so what was your introduction anime? So mine was Naruto, but I didn't finish it. So I started watching Naruto. I was like, I don't know about this. And then I actually, now look, I, I get it. The fan base does not determine how good the show is. You already know what show I'm about to say. The mm-hmm. fan base does determine it. But my hero, hear, yeah. hear me out though. It, it, I think that the show is good personally if you get rid of the people who watch it. Like if you're not weird and you watch it, I think it's a great show. So that's the oh, one I, 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 I love. I, I still love. I don't. I we we was just talking about that on our podcast. We don't know when the world turned on my era, <laughs> but they definitely did. We don't know why. <laughs> it's when they started turning the characters like into shipping. It was all that weird stuff. But mind yeah. you, then I finished Naruto, and then that really like streamlined. Then I started watching. I watched Cowboy Bebop. I watched Sailor Moon. Like it, that was my first anime. But I have okay. to. I have to ask you, what do you think? Uh, I don't know how. Okay, I'm gonna ask this in in the only way I think possible to ask you. But <laughs> do you think that Naruto is actually like one of the top tier animes, or do you think just because that's a lot of people's first that it's good? So I do, and this is why the reason why I consider it one of the top because when I think about story and the emotion that it brings, I legit saw people crying over Naruto, like the story in multiple moments, and like pain is one of the most, and I don't know how far you can go, but there's a villain named Pain. He is one of the most diabolical villains that has ever been on screen. And it's not just because of like the things that he do, because he has a moment where he tries to justify what he does, but it's the emotion. He literally breaks, like when, when you're rocking with Naruto and Team 7 and you're going through that, like you become, you, 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 you gain this affinity for the, for the team. So when Pain comes in, and he literally rips our heart out. It's like, yo, like, there's no way that you can't, you that's like, you can't consider this a top anime because that story arc of that 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 growth from where they were at to where you know, and even the way that they did Sakura. Like, I know a lot of people try to give Sakura flat, but like her her character growth from being somebody who was chasing after a specific, you know, a, a character for the whole time being, looking as if she's one of the weakest team members. So to Growing out to being one of the most strongest, important team members in Naruto, it's like there's too many storylines that that hit hard for it not to be considered a top anime. I respect. So I actually I finished Naruto. I finished all the way up, but I'm not watching Boruto. I'm sorry. Me either. You're, I, I, you're not catching I, me watching that. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm not. But I finished it. I loved it. Pain mm-hmm. was one of the most relatable. The it, it's a good anime. I just think that sometimes it gets hate. But I actually have another question for you, and I ask this one every interview. It's are you a waffle guy or a pancake guy? So in the in the in the conversation of waffle pancakes, I go pancakes. Let go. But if if I'm being one hundred percent honest, and a lot of people give me flack for this, I got French toast above them all. 
You know what though? That, that's the thing though. Everybody says that. They they say they either they they either say I'm a pancake guy or I'm a waffle guy, but then now he's like, ah, but I'm a French toast guy. So what what is it about French toast that elevates it above the two legendary breakfast items? <laughs> I like how you break. You know what? It's the it's the dynamic of the egg, man. Like, cause you know, if in, in waffles and in pancakes, you more so taste the batter. But we're in French toast, that egg does pop out. And I love that. I, I just love that combination of syrup, egg, bread, with you know, whether you're using nutmeg, cinnamon, or like cinnamon, shingle, or cinnamon, or whatever you use on top. I just love that whole combination. And plus, I like I said, you know, it's just it's it's the whole makeup for me, man. So, the, okay, so people would say that French toast, waffles, and pancakes are the top three greatest breakfast foods of all time. What do you think could debunk? Now, here, look, I'm a cereal guy. It's simple. You wake up, you're oh, tired, you grab the milk, you pour it in the, <laughs> hey. pour it in the bowl, and then you get the cereal, you chilling. But what do you think can replace one of the legendary three? So, quiet is kept. You get a bomb breakfast sandwich, oh. that could definitely trump you. Because I think, and like I said, you could pick your own voice out, you know, whether you like it on a biscuit or croissant, however you want. But when you, when you get a slap in breakfast sandwich, that thing gonna fill you up. Well, that's true. So do you, do you eat out a lot in terms of like fast food or are you more of a healthy, I, I eat at home kind of guy? I got a proper balance. I would, I wouldn't say it cause I'm not, I'm definitely not a health nut. I definitely want to get to that level where I'm more healthy with it. But like, I definitely do eat out, especially when I'm, when we're like when, when we're traveling, that's kind of like a goal to and we travel a lot lately. So like that's been, like I've been really just spending a lot of money at diners and <laughs> so what's your favorite place to eat at then? Man, listen, I'm a person that I when I get to some uh, a different city, I do ask the locals and, and people that I know, like, hey, what is the diner that you go to? I'm not scared to go to the hood. Or like go to that like <laughs> sketchier because that's usually where the best food is at. You know, like yeah. you'll find a diner and be like, oh yeah, you gotta go to you gotta go to Uncle Otis's breakfast, but you know, buffet. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna go there. And then when they go there, it's like there's some of the best breakfast ever. So I don't necessarily have like a, a favorite chain. It's just like I try to go to, you know, where where the where is love within the food, right? Which is usually like a, you know, like I said, a mom and pops restaurant, a family restaurant, you know, just one of those. I try to go to those when I get a chance. Okay. For your show, do y'all have like a lot of guests on or anything? So we, our show has different shows within it. So the main show is the Geek Set Podcast. So we do that bi-weekly. That's when me, Bacardi, and Didge get together and we kind of just break down whatever, you know, anime, blurred topics that we're talking about. But within that, we have other small shows and we have a show called One on One with Deuces, which is my solo show where I do interview people. And yeah, I interview, you know, pretty much I interview celebrities and notable people to try to introduce them to the blurred culture and give them opportunity to geek out. So one of my favorite interviews, well, I'll say I'll tell you a couple of my favorite interviews, but my top favorite interview is the one that I did with Jay Ellis from Insecure, because when I interviewed him, it was during the last the final season of Insecure. And everybody, of course, want to talk about this final season. It's Issa and Jay going to get back together and everything of that nature. So, I mean, not Lawrence, not Jay. It's Issa and Lawrence going to get back together. But me and him spent a significant amount talking about his love for DC, how he wants to play Blue Beetle. And to me, that's the draw. It's like, no matter where you find an interview with Jay Ellis, he's not going to talk about this geek stuff like he did with me. So, like, you know, I continue it on with that. You know, I talked with, you know, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Same thing. People, obviously, he's his his dad is legendary in movies and in music. So you would think people would want to talk to him all about just that. 
But like with me and him, we just talked about uh, how he wants to be the Kevin Feige of video games. Like he says that video game movies have not been taken seriously. I mean, outside of this past few years with Sonic and everything like yeah. that. But he was saying that at when I interviewed him, it wasn't that much. Sonic was the outlier. And he was like, he wants to bring a lot of those movies to real life, but like with that level, that high level that Kevin Feige did with our, you know, with our comic book movies. So like I talk to people like that, but then I talk to like, you know, top blurbs and stuff like that, or, you know, you know, that somebody that's like, you know, doing it big and like kind of play, like, you know, I talked to, you know, Wreck-It Ronnie, you know, had a great, great conversation with her, but then I'm talking to some of our legendary blurbs like Kadeem Hardison and Phil Lamar and Deborah Wilson and Rachel True and Kel Mitchell. So it's like, I'm just, I'm trying to, we're trying to create a space where where blurbs go or nerds go, right? Like you think about it, like when you're an actor, and you're a top actor and everything like that, and when you got a movie going on or something of that nature, you want to hit those late night shows. And if you're a music artist, you know, you want to hit like, you know, those radio that you want to hit the Breakfast Club with Sway's Universe, stuff like that. But if you're a blurred or a nerd or, you know, even a gamer and, or, you know, a comic book creator or whatever, you don't really have a place that you can go. You may be able to cross over depending on like, who you are, what genres you are that you write in. So like you may see some comic book creators hit like the hip hop, the hip hop radio stations and podcasts or, you know, and, you know, and vice versa. But there's no one solitary area for them to aim for. And so that's what we're trying to build. We want to be the people that report on the culture. We want to be that, okay, if I, if I, I just signed this deal for my comic book to be on, you know, Paramount Plus. Ooh, I got to go talk to Geek Set about it because I know that the world who's looking for geek stuff is going to go listen to this interview with Geek Set and me. You know, so that's what we're trying to create. Well, I like that. I like that a lot. So then when it comes to guests, do you prefer smart and like really deep thinking or do you prefer, I, I don't use this word lightly, but like, I don't want to say crackhead, but like someone who's like out of pocket and says like, like, yeah, yesterday I was at a Walmart and then I, took all my clothes off and went in the freezer. Like, do you prefer people to stay <laughs> wild out of pocket, stuff like that? Or someone who's like, yeah, so I wake up and the first thing I do is drink a glass of water because it helps <laughs> increase your intelligence by 20% right. or something like that. So I don't really have, when it comes down to something like that, that doesn't really bother me. The only, th my only thing is that I don't look, I don't look for the toxic or like the negative headlines, right? Like I've interviewed some people who had some pretty controversial things going on with themselves and I stray away from it because again, I'm a person that breathes and, and exemplifies positivity. Right. So it's like, I don't want, I don't ever want to have like the clip circulating where I'm like, Oh, I caught that person up. Oh, look at this thing. You know, and end up with like the shade room and world star. Like I rather that if I have a clip go viral is for something positive, right? Where somebody says something late breaking, like, oh man, look at this insight or yo, this was dope. I didn't even know that such and such wrote this or such and such was in there. Like I rather have those. So like, I don't mind if somebody has like a, a centric mindset and things like that. But if you are attacking people or if you are attacking marginalized groups, you know, or if you are saying things that is just like, it's like, man, like you really doing too much, then those are the ones that I don't really, reach out to him for the most part right i like that because i feel like a lot of times like people negativity gets views and even if it gets views i don't think i think there should be more positive people like you i think that's great and so this next question kind of ties into that deep factor and i ask this to a lot of people one because it helps me kind of understand other people but two i've learned from it so if you're on your deathbed 
and you have somebody right next to you and they're about to follow whatever piece of advice you're about to give them to an absolute T, no fault, what would that one piece of advice be and why? And as a, that is a really great question. You know what? The one thing that I kind of live my life by and which I would like more people, or at least if I can, if I can encourage people to do so. And for me, it is, it's, it's okay to be a cheerleader for people that you don't really even know, right? So here's the thing. And the reason why I say that, I would tell them, like, do that for people. There's so many people in this world that, like, if you, like, if you share your dream or your aspirations or your goals with somebody, that is a vulnerable state, right? No matter how, no matter how little of information that that other person may have, you, because this is your dream, your aspiration, or your goal, you have an abundance of knowledge on that specific topic because this is something that you want to do with your life, right? So, you know, I've found that, like, there's many times where somebody will say, oh, I want to do this. And then the first thing somebody will say is, oh, but it's not feasible. Oh, are you, you think you may be a little bit too old for that? Well, you should have did that earlier on and stuff like that. And even though like they may be thinking from a logical sense, to me, I'm like, why are you killing somebody's dream? There's been so many stories of people breaking the mold in different dreams and aspirations that is like, there's no, like, it doesn't take anything for you just to say, yo, that sounds dope. Yo, you should do that. Or, you know, check in with somebody and just kind of like really, uplift people right so like me personally i be i i've made it my point to say you know what when somebody shares something that something dope that they did i'm going to make sure that you know i comment or i like or i retweet or i tell them like oh that's dope or whatever because you know doing going down that path there's so like i said a, a, a like doesn't mean it, it's not it's not the hardest thing to do but that means so much to so many people where they see a name like somebody especially Especially like on like those personal sites like Facebook, where it's like it's people that you may have like worked with 12 years ago or somebody that you went to school with that you ain't seen in forever. And then when they see that name, they're like, yo, I ain't talked to such and such in so long. And they go, oh, but they sell they celebrating this moment for me. And I and now you get this dopamine where you feel like really great about yourself and you and 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 everything like that, right? So it's like if I was on my deathbed and I had to give somebody the piece of advice, I would tell them, like, yo. Go out your way to celebrate people because the payoff to that person is far more bigger than you can think. Oh, hey, you hit me in the. Oh, I like that. I, I you know what? Honestly, and this is it kind of looks bad on me, but I take that stuff for granted, too. Like somebody will like a, a tweet I do or somebody will comment and I know I shouldn't, but I'll just gonna be like, oh, cool. Another like. But I feel like. For some people, a like is what I mean. Again, likes gonna be about how many likes and stuff you get, but mm -hmm. he, a lot of people don't support a lot of people anymore. And nowadays, it's like, oh, it's all about me. I gotta make sure I do all yeah. about me. And so, when you actually get that support, I feel like it's something that should be more valued than what it is. And I feel like even I struggle with that. I should be more grateful for those who have supported me from now. And and I'm not ashamed to admit that even sometimes I regret that. But but that's okay. So here's the yeah. thing. This is me. I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a student of the game, man. I watch so many people do so many dope things, right? So, and one of the people that I watch closely, and this is not even in my genre of what I do, but the way that he operates, it's so inspiring and it taught me so much. So there's this comedian by the name of Kev on stage, and he does 
all these, like he, he's a stand-up comedian. He does these viral videos. He works with all dev digital. He got his own streaming app and everything. So I watch how he operates, right? And this is one of the things that I would hope to get to from my, his fan base, kind of like the beehive. He calls it the stage crew, right? And I'm part of the stage crew myself, you know, which I mean, that means that like I'm part of his discord. I'm on his Patreon because like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of him. But this is the word, this is the lesson that I learned from him. So this, obviously I'm wearing my shirt. This is my merch. Geek, love what you do, do what you love, right? He'll, he'll drop merch himself. But what he does is, and this is where the inspiration comes from. He'll drop merch and in his Patreon, he'll say, hey, you guys, I'm going to give you guys a week ahead of everybody in the world that y'all can buy this merch. I'll give y'all a week ahead and then I'm going to put it on the public. There's been multiple times where he sold out before he was even able to make the post to the public. And when he talks to his, like, he'll do, he'll do specific things like, hey, I'm going to do, a, I'm going to do a, just a live video just for y'all. And me, we're going to talk with y'all. He's reading the comments. He's responding to people in the comments. This is Cam on stage. Super huge, big actor. I'm talking about, he was, he was nominated for the NAACP award twice. Like, this is that, right? So then I started paying attention to how other people, like how Issa Rae came up and, you know, seeing how, you know, just how all these other big main people that are killing it right now came up. And one of the things that they do is that they invest into their core fan base. And the reason why I bring that up is that so many times, like, you know, you'll drop something and you'll get, you know, maybe 20 views or whatever like that. And then the first thing I'm like, dang, man, I wish more people was viewing it. But and but you don't like we haven't responded to the people who's who who commented in the in the YouTube or commented on the Instagram or whatever that nature. Right. So. You know, I'm as I'm going to it, I, I'm seeing, I'm like, yo, but like anytime I'm looking at like Kevin on stage videos or like I'm looking at Issa Rae's, you know, things, you know, her, her Twitter, you know, and I'm just seeing, I'm like, they respond to a lot of their fans, a lot of their positive fans too, like the ones who drop positivity. So then a, a, a close friend of mine told me, he said, you know, another person, he is dope as a comedian. He told me, he said, you got to train your fan base a little bit. He said, I don't respond to any negative comment. He said, not at all. He said, I'll go out my way. He said, when I'm on a, like when I'm on a, on a layover for a flight or if I'm in an Uber, I take that time to like and comment on everybody who says something positive on my video, on my Instagram. I make sure I retweet and stuff like that. I, I spend that time. And he said, what it does is that now the people who view my stuff, if they wanted to, if they wanted to be one of those trolls who like, oh, I just put negative comments. They know like, well, there's no purpose. I, he's not going to respond to me. Nobody's going to see it. So why would I put this negative comment? If I really want to get that response from him, let me drop something positive. So he said that he's built this fan base and he's built this community of people who know that if you want to actually hear from me, you got to post something positive. Like you can't post nothing negative. Now, he's not saying don't post anything constructive, but like those obvious trolls who say stuff like just to get a reaction, he was like, yeah, he doesn't do that. So I'm like, Yo, and so where we started seeing the biggest growth as Geek Set, we started doing that at the beginning of the pandemic. As we started doing, you know, growing and growing, we started doing that. Anytime somebody likes comments, anytime somebody says something, shared, like we're calling people out, we're shouting them out on the podcast. And then because of that, we've seen our fan base grow and grow and grow. And our, you know, our we call our people, you know, our fan base Eagle Scouts. We've seen that Eagle Scout crew 
continue to grow. We're getting more Patreon. We're getting more dis- people on our Discord. We're getting more people just commenting in the YouTube and commenting about the podcast. And it is that. It's just like, you know, we have to make sure that we take that moment because even that person who doesn't have a dream or aspiration to be in the public or anything like that, they're a fan of you. And they're a fan of you because of the content that you put out. So because they're a fan of you, even though you may be like, man, I, I still got a lot where I got to get to. So then they're like, yo, hey, this podcast, this this is my podcast. So when you like or say something to them, they're like, oh, I, I just got the, yo, such and such follow me back. Such and such retweeted me. And it's so like I said, it doesn't, when we, when we get, we get so much in that grind mode that we got to make sure that we take that moment to appreciate the people who helped us get to where we're at. Oh, I really like that answer. Oh, I'm. Oh, I learned from that actually because I don't even do that a lot. Like when people are being positive and stuff, I'm kind of just like, oh, cool, they're being positive. But this next question, you can take it. I don't know. Okay, so you can you commit this one crime, but once you commit it, it's gone forever. Like nobody will commit that crime again, and you can say whatever you want. I'm just saying, whatever whatever you say is on you, but you commit this one crime and it can never be committed again. Oh, see, that's, oh, that is a good question because uh, you, you, you first think like, okay, I don't want to do anything that's going to mess up my image and who I am as a person. But then you start thinking about the responsibility, like if I can rid this of the world, oh man, that is a really good question. All right. Okay. All right, I think this will be the the catalyst, the base of it. And even if I do it, it wouldn't be as nefarious against me. And what I would do is I would rob the biggest national bank in the world. And the reason why I would do that is I just if I get like that, I'll, I'll rob it and I'll start and I, I'll be robbing good. I'll start dispersing that money to as many charities as, as, as I can. So by, by the time that I get caught, whatever the case may be, which I'm probably going to get caught, I'm caught, but that money's already spent to good cause and everything of that nature. But what that would stop is the stealing in the world. Because I do believe that the stealing, because of the because of greed, is one of the big, it's like the base of everything, right? Like, you know, the reason why there's so many senseless killings that we like said, we, we take hip hop for a while. You know, we, we see so many artists getting killed now. And it's because of a attempt robbery going wrong. You know, the, the the base of it was I want to rob this artist. But then whatever happened caused that, the, you know, that 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 thief to shoot the person and kill the person in that act. Right. So it's like it would stop that because now you don't have that greed to want to steal from somebody. So then, like I said, I mean, it is, it's not going to stop violence, but it will stop the that part of it. Right. That that greed of it. It'll stop you know, companies for trying to steal from other, you know, smaller companies. Like I just, just stop stealing in the world. I think that that, that, that would be my one crime that I would do. All right. I see you. So then I have one final question and then afterwards I'll do what I normally do, but Popeye's biscuits are dry. Like you can't eat more than one without needing to drink your daily supply of any liquid. So how many dry Popeye's biscuits you think you could actually eat in one go before you need a need a drink? And for every Popeye's biscuit you manage to swallow without dying, you get one K. You get a thousand bucks. So how many think you could get down before you either choke to death or, <laughs> or you, you need, need to drink. drink? Yeah. 
I got high faith in myself, but I'm going to also be realistic. <laughs> I'm going five. I feel like five is a solid number. And then I end five. up with five day. Yeah. I couldn't, <laughs> man, I had Popeye the other night. I couldn't even <laughs> one, dog. You're hey, this crazy. is me pushing it. This is, this is me trying to push it. Because like I'm also competitive. So I was like, all right, I got to at least try. You know, like I, I do like hot, I do like some of the hottest hot sauces. I did the one chip challenge twice. I had a dry Carolina Reaper pepper. Like I like, so like, I like a good challenge. So that's something that I would step up to and try. But I feel like Popeye's should definitely, hey, wait a minute. Listen here, if Popeye's is listening to this one, they need to cut you a check because that would be an amazing challenge. Now, obviously, you got to make sure you got like paramedics on, paramedics on standby so nobody can, like, think about that challenge. That would be a great challenge for Popeye's. You know what? All right. I'll ask them when I tweet the episode out. <laughs> but okay. So this is the part of the show where this is your time to either shout someone out, shout yourself out. Or if you have any questions to ask me, this is your time. I like to give the guests an opportunity to either ask me questions or if they want to shout at their mama or something, you know how it is. So <laughs> this is your time. I'm going to be quiet now. All right. Well, I'm going to do two things. First thing first, I'm going to shout you out, man. I got to say, Ben. I truly 100% appreciate anybody that reaches out to me and shares their platform with me. And so I'm, I'm, I'm super, super excited to be here, man. I appreciate this. I appreciate the conversation. I, I appreciate the work that you were doing. Because anytime that I can see anybody that's on the grind and take this seriously and just like really is dedicated to putting out great content and everything, I'm, I become a huge supporter of that and everything. So I, I want to make sure I shout you out for you on your platform. The one thing that I do want to talk about is, as you can see in my background, for those who can see, we are actively working on a documentary. So kind of like I said, our, our podcast is, the, is Geek Set Podcast, the only podcast that we have our culture and geek culture together. Throughout our journey and having these interviews with people, we realize that there's a, there's a few things. We realize that one, everybody has a little bit of geek in them because everybody has something that they geek out, for, like whether it's video game, comic books, uh, anime, a cartoon, movies, music, but like, you really geek out about something where you can go in depth and you can talk about like the, the elements that make something something, right? But the, another thing that I realized is that uh, the world still has a misconception of Black people and geek, right? The first thing that they think of when you hear Black geek, they think of Steve Urkel. And though we do love Steve Urkel, he does not represent all of us on who we are, right? And then they also don't really understand that we have a huge, huge love for anime, comic books, and video games. And so, you know, we went through this journey and then we said, let's do a documentary kind of showing that, right? Because, you know, the, and so we're going right now to, from convention to convention, we started it at DreamCon, shout out to RDC World for having a fully black convention at a high level that could compete with like Comic-Con and, 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 and New York City Comic-Con, like, DreamCon, the way the, the presentation, the guests and everything, it's such an amazing experience. So we started our documentary there and we went there, we had our film crew and we was interviewing everybody. We interviewed people in the artist alley, we interviewed creators, we interviewed just con goers, we interviewed cosplayers and, you know, and we continued that journey at C2E2. We continued that journey at Anime Weekend Atlanta, at Crunchyroll Expo. We're just going con to con to con for a year, filming everything, interviewing people. But we are just showing Black geek and conventions, but from the Black perspective. And it's been such an amazing journey because we were having so many important conversations and so many dope conversations. And when we put this all together, I think that this is going to be something that the community 
both both blurred culture and nerd culture is going to be extremely excited about because it is it is our love letter to the blurred culture so as we call it and i think that right now we're crowdsourcing it i'll shoot you the link for the gofundme and the and the website with all the with the whole story and everything but we're crowdfunding it right now but we're still also actively pitching it to networks so you know we're using the the funds that you know the supporters are giving us to you know pay for you know the guests that we're interviewing because we got a couple of celebrity guests attached to it and paying for the marketing and everything so we're making sure that we're going to Everybody who donates to it, whether it is on the GoFundMe or, like I said, through our Patreon and through our through our Patreon, all funds from there is going is being redirected to the documentary. And also on our website, when you purchase any merch, all those funds are being redirected to the documentary as well. But what we're doing is is like we're 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 making sure that the culture has a voice, and that's what I love about this project because it's not just celebrity driven. It's like, okay, yes, we have some top blurs, people that you already recognize with. But like when we're at these cons, we're asking people like, hey, if somebody told you that there was a convention about black nerds, what are something that if it wasn't a part of this documentary, you would say that this is not the documentary that represents me? Or and we're also asking questions like, you know, because we know that there's a responsibility with this. This is going to be the first black nerd documentary, really. So we're like, okay, what are some things within the blurred community? that we need to address, that we need to make sure that we either change, fix, or eliminate. Because that's one of the things that I hate about certain documentaries is that when they make everything look just amazing. And it's like, yes, there's a whole lot of amazing about this culture, but just like any culture, there's things that needs to be addressed. So I want to make sure that we use our platform responsibly. So it's like, I'm, I've, I really want to shout out the Black Geek documentary because if you if you see the trailer, if you see the hashtag or anything like that, that support is needed so much, whether it's a like, a retweet, a comment. But it is something that I think that once you learn the story and hear about what we're doing, a lot of people get more and more involved into it and want to see, the, uh, see it come to fruition. I really rock with what y'all are doing. And I think it's incredible. And I don't think, I think y'all should keep doing it. And definitely let me know and send me all the links when that drops. But- do you have any questions for me or you know what what is what is your ultimate goal what where 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 do you hope your platform eventually gets to so my goal so i know there there's a lot of people hurting in the world right now and even me maybe even you and i feel like the only way i know how to help people is through comedy so i started this podcast one so I can be the guy where you come to my show and you forget you're hurting for however long the episode is, then I know I'm doing my job. So the goal is to get the show, not for the numbers, not for the money, not for the, oh, everybody knows who I am, but so I can reach as many people as possible so I can try to ease the pain of as many people as possible. Because knowing I'm helping them is like, oh, I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do nothing today. And it's like, no, I need people. I have people who need a laugh. I have people who who need that positivity. I need that positivity. And yep. I get to interview so many incredible guests like yourself and I get to learn and laugh and and see, oh, I'm not the only one alone doing projects and doing this. So my goal ultimately is to just become a guy everybody can come to and laugh to. That's really that's really my goal. Awesome. Man. I, I love that. And like I said, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, we get blessed with when we're, we're in front of a mic or in front of a camera is to be that for people. So, you know, my, my only encouragement or my biggest encouragement will be continue, man. Even when it, even when it feels like it's rough, 
even when it feels like you're like, ah, man, you know, I'm, I'm not reaching as many people as I want to. Though the people that been rocking with you, that still rock with you, that check for every episode, they need that. They need that from you. And they, and, and, and so it's like, don't, you know, just continue, keep on going, man, because what you're doing is very important. I appreciate it. So I'm on the Zoom free plan. So they about to kick us out in a minute. <laughs> so is there any last thoughts you want to say to anybody or, or anything, you know, like, I'll let you close it out. You, you cool enough. Yeah. You can, you can close it out for us, <laughs> man. Here's what I'm going to say, man. Listen, anybody that's watching or listening to this, man, follow me at young underscore deuces or follow geeks at podcast, man. Make sure that you tap in. I'm one of those people that follow back that responds and everything of that nature. If anything here, touched you man if anything here you know inspired you encouraged you let me know man i love to hear people's story and i love to support what you guys got going on and continue continue to rock with this podcast man this is one of the dopest podcasts i'm i had a blast in such a short time and man i'm willing to come back at any given time bro